Thank you for tuning in to the Repairs of the Breach podcast. We pray that this message reach, repair, and restore as our pastor, Calvin King, delivers a message from God. All right. I want to get back into what we've been talking about, the kingdom, the kingdom of God, that kingdom come. It's so important, if you don't catch anything else, that you catch this. Because when Jesus came to this earth, he could have died and went right back at two years old. Because we know he had some hitmans out to get him. So if Jesus didn't come to the earth just to die and go back to heaven, in which we know that because he stayed here for another 33 and a half years. So if he stayed here and he could have died at two, that means there was something he was trying to demonstrate to us. He was trying to show us how to live in this world and expand the kingdom of heaven. It is your job, your responsibility, your goal, your destiny, your calling to expand the kingdom of heaven. God sent you to this earth so that you could bring the kingdom of heaven to this earth. How do I do it? You do it by expanding or delivering or using the kingdom of God. What is God's kingdom? The kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. So God has a way of doing things that he's trying to establish. And once you fit into that, you'll find out that the blessings will overtake you. Some of the things I'm going to talk about today, I want you to open up your heart and receive it because God wants you to be blessed. And there's something in you that wants to be blessed. I find people out there in the streets, they do everything they can to be blessed. They go after the blessing, they're robbed, they're steal, they're killed for the blessing. But God said, not so in my kingdom. For he has designed the blessing to overtake you. And if they're not overtaking us, we need to look at ourselves and figure out, what are we doing? Today I want to help you with the scriptures so that you can be able to see what you may be doing in order to be able to put yourself in a position. So today, I, I, I pray that I get through with it all, but I'm not for sure. I only have about 23 slides for you. So we'll see how far we get, okay? So we're dealing with the promises and the principles of the kingdom. The promises and principles of the kingdom. Again, the promises and principles. Promises and principles of the kingdom. All right. So... A promise and a principle. How many of you feel as though you are productive citizens? Now, you may be productive in the natural, but you're living in two realms. So are you productive in the natural realm, and are you productive in the spiritual realm? So what I did was I looked up the word productive citizen, and this is my best answer. Ms. King, this is the best answer that Google I pulled from this is the site that has best answers for your question. And this is what they say a productive citizen is. Productive would mean that you are giving something to society rather than taking. Mm. You have a job. Mm. You have a car with mm. insurance. A car what? with what? With insurance. Uh, uh. You have a place to live and any volunteer work. Mm. Consistent work history. No police trouble. Oh, okay. Now, I'm not judging anybody. I just got this off of Google. Okay, if some of these things don't hit you or it hits you, that's okay, because that's the world standard, and that's what the world does. You know, uh, last Sunday we was here, and one of the things that really caught us, I think about 5 o'clock or something like that, a news flash went by that Kobe uh, Bryant had died. 
And we was like, no, that can't be. You know, go some other source. And they said it came from TMZ. It's got to be true. And so it was just a shock to us. And, and why was it a shock? Because he was a productive citizen. Yes, he had some issues. He got in trouble with his wife, stuff like that. But he made up for it. He bought her a beautiful ring. I mean, he made up for it. But that's how the world makes up for stuff. And I'm okay with that, okay? But because he came right back and made a commitment that he's going to live the life that he's been talking about living. He's going to change his mentality, and he's going to go with it. And everybody know about Kobe Bryant, how he has a, the mumble mentality or whatever mentality he developed in order to make him the best he can be, okay? So if the world is doing this, and we know it was tragic, we hate it, uh, we, some of you all in now are still grieving over it, and you got to learn how to grieve, but you can't learn how to grieve in the world. Remember what the world do and what Christianity or Christ's kingdom does is totally different, okay? And one guy who got in his car and just tried to end his life ended up killing two other people. But how the world handles stuff is totally different from what we are supposed and designed to handle. Because we're in the kingdom of heaven, we have to show them how to handle our issues. You hear me? So the Bible said we don't grieve like those who have no hope. Mm-mm. So you don't show it. You don't handle it like the world handles it. God wants you to handle it in a different way. Why are you bringing this out, Pastor? Because the world has a way of doing things where God sent us into the earth to demonstrate to them his way of doing things. When we got into the world and we gave up the right, which Adam gave up the keys to the kingdom, he gave them up, and therefore Satan put his system in place. There's a system that we're all living in in this world, and God said, I want you to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's why Jesus came, John the Baptist came and said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at, is not, is at hand. Jesus came and said, repent because the kingdom of heaven is here. All right, his way of doing things, the kingdom of God's way of doing things is here and is upon us. So what we must do is learn how to handle things the way God wants to handle them. We were created in his image and in his likeness. We're supposed and designed to act like God. That's why some of the stuff that you do, you can't do it. You confuse the kingdom. When you're not acting like God, that's why he gave us dominion. He gave us authority. We don't let stuff get to us like it gets to the world. We don't act the way the world acts. Why? Because we're not of the world. We are not of this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. The Bible says we're pilgrims. We're passing through this place. All right? So being a productive citizen is a key thing that I want us to hone in on, and I want you to know the importance of it so we have principles that will support us. Okay? So I looked it up in the Bible, and I want to see what a productive citizen of heaven is. Miss King. Philippians 1, 27 through 30. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. You hear this? The other one I gave you was a productive citizen in the earth. But now I'm showing you how to be productive in the spirit realm, and it's only through Christ. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to us, Christian, Christ-like, who've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He said you must live as citizens from heaven. In other words, your citizenship is not of this world. You were born in the United States of America, but you were sent here by God. So you have dual citizenship. You have citizenship in heaven in which God says, I need you now. Why did God bring you here? Because he wanted to establish 
heaven on earth. God wants you to enjoy life on earth. The earth was given to us, and I'm going to show you that in the scripture. God wanted heaven to be on earth. That's why he put Adam in here. He wanted Adam to subdue it, bring it into submission. He's doing the same thing with us. All right? So he's saying you must live as citizens of heaven. What? Watch this. Conducting yourselves in a manner unworthy of the good news of Christ. In other words, he's saying conduct yourself. Have some self-standard. Have some right, some right standard. Do stuff the way you're supposed to do it. Live as if you know Christ. If God went through it a long time ago when I was in the youth ministry, we had these bracelets, WWJD. How many of you remember those? What would Jesus do? Okay. Wasn't nobody doing it, but they wore the bracelet. Okay. I still go back to the same thing today. We need to learn what would Jesus do. WWJD, what would Jesus do in your situation? Whatever you're going through right now, what would Jesus do? Well, no longer am I asking you, I'm saying do what Jesus would do because you have the right and the authority. If the devil harassing you, put him in his place. If your finances are out of order, bring them into alignment. I'm going to show you some stuff today, all right? All right. So the promises and the principles of God, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Watch this. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Christ says yes to all the promises that God the Father gave to us. You know, this is what we call our, our Bible, okay? Now, we have it in all different forms, electronic forms and things like that. But this Bible represents the promises of God. In here, you find what God says you can have. He promised you everything that pertained to life and godliness. He gave you everything. This book contained all the promises that God wants you to have. You hear me? So this is the book or the legal document that it belongs to you. You hear me? Amen. If you find it in here, the promises, that if you find it, it is yes. This is what God wants you to have. Christ says yes to all these promises that God, health, healing, prosperity, belongs to you. Why? Because you're from his kingdom, and he sent you as a governor to establish heaven on earth. So whatever you need is found in here. This is a legal document that every devil, every demon has to obey. They have to listen to this because God sent you into this earth with this. Follow me now. This is your legal document. So once you study this and you find out, and watch how the Holy Ghost leads, you'll be reading something. And all of a sudden, this has been in the Bible for how long? And now I see it. Open my eyes that I might see. And now I see it. This is so real because it's been illuminated in your life because God said, I'm ready to perform it. Amen. You may be reading this and you might read that God said, I want you to owe no man nothing but to love him. And you start, wait a minute, I've got debt. Now God begins to work this out in your life where he gets you out of debt. Why? Because it's a promise. Can God lie? The Bible said it is impossible for him to lie. So why is it that we can't believe this? There's a veil over our face, and it's got there because of our lack of knowledge. He said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Yes, the Bible said the poor you will have with you always, but he didn't write your name on it. Amen. You don't have to be the one. Amen? Amen? All right. So all the promises in the Bible are yes 
and amen. So be it, that settles it, it's for me. All right? Here we go. A promise tells us what our Father has made available to us. That's what that Bible does. It tells you because he did not want us to not know. God said, I made a promise to you. This is what I promised that you should get. This is yours. All right? The principle tells us how to live in order to receive it. Now, we know a promise, but are you living the life to get it? So many of us, we promise our kids. So how many of you ever promise your kids something? But then when they start acting ugly, you take it back. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they start acting ugly. What happens when you act ugly? Why would God support your agenda when you will not obey his word? Why should he bless you with the, the, the house, the car, the get out of debt, the man, the woman, whatever you believe in God for, if you won't walk up right before him? You want the promises, but you don't want the principles. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have both. The promise will pull you out and give you hope. The principles tell you how these things come upon you. Principle produce a lifestyle. That lifestyle will develop into a culture. That's what God wants out of you. He wants a culture. A culture simply means how we do things. So when people look at you, they want to see the God culture. Why? Because you have God's premises, uh, God, God uh, uh, promises, and, and you have these promises, and you have now principles that have developed because you have these promises. I've got a promise, I want this, so I'm going to develop my lifestyle or I'm going to abide by the principles of the Bible in order to get these. That now develops a culture. When you see me now, you see now the culture of the kingdom. I'm still working it out, okay? Some of you all might not know me, but some of you do. I don't cuss like I used to cuss. I don't think I cussed in a long time. I don't think so, you know? So, and, and you know, some, you never know you. You know, I don't know. I, some of y'all might have been talking about me. Something made me mad, and somebody slipped out, and I didn't even hear it. <laughs> so I'm just going on, and you're probably like, shocked. <gasps> well, I didn't hear it because it was not a part of me. It, I, I thought they was all gone, but you just pushed that button. <laughs> so, yeah, I got, I, 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 I got a legal right to re- repent. So if you remind me of it, I will repent from it. I said, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that to you. What was I thinking? And in return, because of kingdom privileges, you have to forgive me. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, so some of y'all here, y'all still cussing? And some, some, well, that's okay. It slipped out. It ain't no more in there. It's out. It's gone. So none of y'all should be cussing no more, all right? Is all your cuss words out? Y'all want me to let y'all get them out now? Some of y'all say, well, no, you don't want me to go there. <laughs> All right. So these are principles that's going to develop a culture or a lifestyle. Now, you, now, God called us to do a dangerous thing. He said, but I sent you out as sheep among wolves. So those people out there in the world, they got some bad culture ways. And you have culture shock when you get around them because they will cuss you out and everything. But you can't cuss them out. They act a fool. You can't. Why? Because you're not from their world. You're in it, but you're not of it. That's why the Bible said, don't copy the behaviors of this world. That because they cuss and it sound good to you, it should sound bad. 
many of y'all delivered now? Okay, a few of y'all. Okay. So when you go around people that cuss, it ought to bother you a little bit, shouldn't it? And you all hear them cussing it out. But you have to remember, you know what? I used to do that. And did I sound like that? The worst thing you can do is try to outcuss them. And you might say a few words, but then when they get so mad, they start talking about your mama. You forget what kingdom you're in. That's why you can't do that. You got to stay under the blood. You got to remind yourself and act like, you know what, I have the good news. So some stuff you don't get into because you can't handle it. Don't tempt the Lord thy God. So don't tempt yourself. Here we go now. All right. So the promise and the purpose of Matthew 6.33 says this. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Whoa, go back for a minute. Hold on, watch this. For all the promise of God in him are yes and amen. All these promises, all these promises, all these things that God wants you to have, you've got to first seek his kingdom to get them. First principle, seek the kingdom. Not your own right, not what you want. See, the problem comes in, as I told you last week, we use faith to get what we want. And that's true. God wants you to take your faith to get what's in this kingdom, brought over to this kingdom where you can use it. The problem comes in is that we use our faith to pull stuff in this kingdom that's already here and not the things of God. We use our faith over here. Mm-hmm. Some of you got your faith in your money. You use faith to pull money in. That's wrong. That's not how you do it. Your faith brings God. Your faith brings the possessions, the things of God, the resources of God. You hook into God, and all these things will come after you. You should not ever go after money. How do I know if I'm going after money? When I fall in love with it. The love of money is the root. The love of money is the root. Not money itself, but the love of it is the root of all evil. So if the devil can get you to fall in love with money, he can have you doing some other stuff. Stealing, killing, giving your body up, shacking, all that kind of stuff. Because the world tells you that you, you have to do it like this. Can't nobody, can't nobody really make it on their own unless they either married or they're shacking because you can't handle all these bills. You can't do this. So you get together and you do this in order to pay bills. That's not God's way of doing it. Now, if you're in that situation, I'm just going to show you how to get out of it. I'm not going to condemn you while you're in it. I'm saying that there's a better way. There's a better way. Stop listening to what the world tells you and tell you this is the only way. No, this is not the only way. So if you're doing it, be willing to listen so that you can get out of it. All right? First, seek ye the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is simply God's way of doing things. First, seek God's way of doing things and his righteousness. Live right. Be willing to live right. And these things shall be added unto you. 2 Peter chapter 1 and 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. This is such, this is such a deep scripture. According to his divine power hath given. Past tense. Past tense. God has already given you everything that pertains unto life and godly living. And he did it, what? Through knowledge. 
So God's saying, I've already given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. Who are the right brothers? Do anybody know who the right brothers were? They created the airplane. Question, why didn't they just create a jet, supersonic jet? Ah, but they had all everything they needed to do it. They had everything they needed to do it. They just didn't do it. They didn't have the knowledge of it. Was it available? Yes, it was available. But the knowledge was limited. Alexander Graham Bell. Who was he? The telephone man. Why didn't he create the smartphone? He had everything available. There's nothing new in the earth. What am I telling you? Everything you need is already here. The problem is you won't go to God to get it. You want to start a business? It's here in the earth. What kind of business? It's in the earth. You're being destroyed because you won't go to God to get the knowledge and operate in this world. You watch everybody else doing good and they doing because they got desperate. Some of the most desperate people are going to beat you into the kingdom. Because this type of knowledge, you have to be desperate for it. You have to go after it. And I'm going to show you a scripture where it says, you've got to seek this. You've got to want this kind of knowledge. You can be better. You can live better. And God wants you to have it. It is my good pleasure, the word says, to give you the kingdom. But you don't want it bad enough. You don't want it bad enough to stop living the way you live it. You won't live any kind of way and expect God to give you the knowledge or the keys to the kingdom? He says he gave you this knowledge of it, this, this, these things that you want that pertain to life. All things that pertain to life and unto godliness come through the knowledge of him. You're going to have to go through Christ to get it. He said through him has called us to glory and virtue. Now I looked at the word virtue, and this is what I got. Miss King. Behavior showing high moral standards. You see that? She said I didn't. Well, I looked it up for, you know, but still, that's what you look it up, that's what it is. He says virtue is a behavior showing high moral standard. So God said he wants you to show a high moral standard. Raise your standards. Stop accepting anything. Stop cussing because it doesn't sound good when they do it. They in the world, it should sound good. To them, it's great. But when you change and adjust, it sounds like, oh my God. You don't believe me? One of y'all that cuss all the time, just stand up right now and cuss. <laughs> Show you how bad it sounds. Uh, nobody in here cusses. Great. Thank you, Jesus, then. All right? Bad example. All right. So watch this. The promise is the principle. The promise tells you what's available in Christ and living by a kingdom principle that helps you to develop a kingdom lifestyle. So your promises tell you what's available. By living in the kingdom of God, these principles help you to get what you want. So these things, blessings, can come upon you. God gave you a promise. He gave you a principle. And he designed a blessing to come upon you. Deuteronomy chapter 28 too. 
and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. What's happening is that you've been called to live in the kingdom of heaven, but you operate in the kingdom of the world, and you're trying to go after the blessings. That is not how God designed it. You do not go after the blessings. All these blessings shall come upon thee. The blessings will come upon you. Why? Because God designed this kingdom to operate like this. But we've been operating in the world so long, we think we got to make it happen. we got to do this. We have to do that. God said, that's not how I designed it. If you walk upright, if you live right, the blessings will attract and come after you. God has people waiting to come after you when you align yourself. Because you are different. You are a city that sit on a hill. I talked to a guy last night for an hour and 30 minutes who I felt that didn't care a whole lot about me, but he respected me because he saw the light that's in me, and when in a dark moment in his life, he called to the lighthouse. Kept texting me last night how, much, how grateful he was. How, in the world, how grateful he was. Why? Because my light was shining, and he needed to come out of the darkness. He had some issues that was going on that was bigger than him, and he was handling it the way the world was handling it. And I said, you can't do that. So what I did, I talked to him about the kingdom, how the kingdom happened, out of love. See, he needed faith. I knew he had it. Every man was given the measure of it. But what he was operating in was in hate. And I told him simply that faith operates by love. See, you're trying to use your faith over here, and you want to fight, and you want to do this, and you want to do that, and it ain't working for you. Matter of fact, you're going down. You're trying to use the wrong principles in the wrong situation. You don't know the key. You don't understand how to use this principle of faith in this area. So what you have to do is let love in. Now you got to handle it this way. You got to do it in love. Stop trying to get rid of her and love her through it. Humble yourself. Yes, yeah, she's trying to get your job. She's trying to get you out of the place. But you can't fight back. Mm-hmm. You hear me? So any of you guys you want your faith to kick in, you got to bring love in. Faith operates by what? All right. All right. So watch this. And all these blessings, if you do what God told you to do, all these blessings, shall come up on thee and overtake thee. Why? If thou should just hearken to the voice of the Lord. What God spoke to me this week was that he's going to begin to speak to you guys more. Somebody came to me this morning right outside those doors and told me, that I heard something tell me that I need to get in position to do this. Matter of fact, it was Brother Houston. Where's Brother Houston? Outside? All right. Oh, right here. Came to me and told me. I said, and God already told me this week, and I heard God's voice. I heard God's voice this week so plain. You know, and I'm like, this is awesome. But it wasn't, hey, come! No, I'm sorry. I forgot we fixed the mics this week. All right. So, so it was a still, small voice. Like, hello. And that was it. But he gave me some instructions. And I followed it. And the blessings came on my life. Some of you all are hearing the voice of God. Let me, let me take you back. How many of you all, something told you something? 
Has something, something else spoke to you? Something told me to do this. Something told me to turn that way. Okay. All right. That something is trying to develop a communication with you. That something is the Holy Ghost, a still, small voice. Elijah heard it when all the hell was breaking loose around him. He was confused about this earthquake, the storm, and all that, but a still, small voice came and ministered to him. I want you to start obeying that still, small voice. Something says, okay, go home, go home. Something says, pray, pray. That's something you need to identify the Holy Ghost. All right, I'm going to leave you alone with that one. All right, but you got to hearken to his voice, the voice of the Lord. When I was talking to that guy, I was getting mad because he would bring some stuff at me that I knew he didn't care a whole lot about me, and I was getting mad. But something told me to shift the gear, get back to where you belong. I was headed to the devil's territory in the fifth gear. And I had to put that bad boy in reverse and back up. And then I started hearing the Holy Ghost. And when I started ministering to him, I felt the Holy Ghost kick in and start taking over. I got back into where I was supposed to be. So you will go out there and stay too long, but you better remember that reverse gear that I told you about. Get your butt back over here before you get stuck in the mud. All right? Okay, let me keep going. I'm getting all these. That's something, boy. Y'all know me. I get all my messages, and I put them all over again into one. Y'all just got to love me, all right? All right. So, promises and principles of God. God wants and plans to extend heaven to earth. Don't ever tell me you don't know what God has planned. God's plan is to extend heaven to earth, and he want to do it through you. That's why he sent Adam to this earth, to extend heaven on earth. All right? Psalms 115, verse 16. The heavens belong to the Lord, but he has given the earth to all humanity. All humanity. There are some people in the world who are going to operate by principles and get blessings before you do. Kobe did it. Kobe believed in hard work, bust his butt, make it happen, and he did it. And I have young folks talking about how much they appreciate Kobe and what he stood for and the Kobe mentality and won't keep an eight-hour-a-day job. <laughs> you won't even go to work and you're talking about Kobe mentality? About Kobe stood for something? Really? And you won't even get a job? You can barely work four hours? You forgot what Kobe said, didn't you? He said, I have nothing in common with a lazy person. Mm-hmm. Said, I'm straight. God has given humanity to the, the earth to human beings, to you. What are you doing with your part that God gave you? Is it producing for you? Are you making anything happen in your world? Or are you just doing like everybody else doing? I don't believe Kobe would smoke dope. I never saw him. One thing about it is this, and I'm going to show you a, a big thing, is that I know Kobe based on the TV, seeing basketball, but I don't know him. It's the same thing some of us are with Christ. Uh-huh. You know him because of all the spectacular stuff he did. But you don't know him. You never met him. You never came intimate with him. You never got to really know him. 
And that's one thing that the Bible said that many are going to say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did I prophesy in your name? Did I cast out devils in your name? These are Christian people. Christian people can cast out devils. He was talking to Christian people. But he's, like, he's going to say in that day, depart from me because I never knew you. We never got close. We never got intimate. We never got to know each other. If you'd like to learn more about the repairs of the breach ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.org. Want to stay connected to the church updates and news? Text ROTB to 24587. 24587. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.